1: Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with my brilliant partner and Kennedy. Welcome, Anne. Hi, Jillian. How are you today? Doing absolutely wonderfully well. So, together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more about us at outlinesventure.com. So, Anne, today we're going to talk about perfect pitch. Yay! You want me to sing? Absolutely. (laughs) I want you to sing all about creating the perfect pitch deck. (laughs) Let's start. Let's see. So, you know, it seems like we've seen a lot of pitch decks lately. Uh, We've been to a number of events, and uh, we've just heard some how should I say, painfully miserable pitches. Miserable. Miserably painful. (laughs) Miserably painful, that's right. Sometimes the audience was aware of it. Sometimes some of the audience was aware of it. But I got to tell you, every time there was an investor in there, they were all aware of it. And that was just awful. I felt really bad for the people who were pitching. They had not had any experience. um, They had not had any mentorship. And it was tough stuff. So let's talk about creating that perfect pitch.
3: So I heard Guy Kawasaki a couple of weeks ago at PubCon say that a deck should have no more than 10 slides and that the third slide should be your demo. And he said, if your demo is convincing, you won't need the other seven. Mm -hmm. What do you
1: think? Is it really that simple? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually quite brilliant advice. And I would say, well, yes and no. Yes, the good pitch deck has to be, um, you know, has to have some kind of a demo. Don't rely on things like, um, uh, Wi-Fi and your, know, your app to operate and so on and so forth. So take screen captures. Make sure you've got backup on that stuff. But I totally agree. It's all about, hi, here we are. And, uh, this is the big problem. And this is how we do it. Right problem, solution, this is how we do it. Really get on with it. I totally agree that if it is compelling, then uh, the next questions will follow. So yes, the third slide kind of has to be your demo, but you shouldn't really stop there because the next questions are engendered. I mean, what would you ask next? How much does it cost me? Exactly. Right? (laughs) What do you need? How much money do I have to give you? When are you going to give it back? All of those kinds of things. So I think that a good pitch deck one needs to be focused on the audience. So, for example, um, venture capitalists, right? They receive boxes of money from their investors. Their job is to give those investors back larger boxes of money with more money in them, right? Stay focused on that. That's the venture capitalist job. It's why they don't how should I say, don't expect them to be full of you know, pathos and empathy and the this and the that and as excited as you are. Their job is to get boxes of money and give them back. You stay focused because they sure as heck have to. When they hand you that box of money, they need to have a very clear vision of how you will hand them back a larger box of money, when you're going to do it and how. And not only that, they need to express those things clearly to their investors. Right? They not only have to give their investors back those larger boxes of money, along the way, and it takes years, they must explain it to their investors. So you'd better give them the ammo they need to do just that. Otherwise, you're in deep trouble. Right? Now, angels, they're a different story, right, Anne? They just have different foci. They certainly do. Yeah, I, I think I mean, they make buying decisions based on different criteria. It's more about the story. Angels are more motivated by uh, buying decisions that resemble friends and family investors than by pure, pure financial ones, right? They want to hear that too. They certainly want to hear the finances, so don't you know simplify that too much. But there is a human connection, and it's greater in an angel pitch than it is in a VC pitch. Each one should have both elements, just know where to put the emphasis, if you will, right? The balance on it, right? So what else? Well, if you're pitching from a stage, it's going to be
3: different than from your pitching in a meeting in a small office. Completely
1: different. Absolutely. Once you're on the stage, it's about a show, right? You're, you're an actor. Uh, and you've got to get that act together. First of all, the slides have to be gorgeous. This is where you spend money on the graphics if you're no good at it yourself. And be honest with yourself. If you need to buy some graphics, go do it. Don't put bullets up there. If you have, you know, 18 bullets per page, you didn't take Guy Kawasaki's information and understand it, right? And you should it's about images on the uh, slides that reinforce the words you are saying. It's not about putting your pitch on the slides for somebody else to read. Now, sometimes you want people to have kind of the ability to read some bits again, you can put some words on there to reinforce it. And we can get into other, you know, uh, reasons why you want to do that later as well. But right now, focus on extraordinary slides and your ability to pitch. You have to have declarative sentences, speak from the gut, pull yourself up straight, learn to present. If you need help, go get yourself a, um, you know, a speech guide, basically somebody who can mentor you in the art of presentation makes a huge, huge difference. I would say that From a stage, you want to again focus on the story and the demo far more than you want to focus on your finances. You want a really good finance slide in there, and you want to invite the audience to come and talk to you later because there will be, you know, VCs in the audience or angels in the audience that you're pitching to, and so on. And you want to invite them to come and uh, get a fuller explanation of how you can defend the numbers in your finance slide. So, Bits of information really help. For example, we've got somebody going to a conference right now, uh, just coming up uh, in a little while. And what we counseled this uh, fellow to do is to say that the size of the community he's about to build will be X. And of that, a certain percentage of a community will be buyers. And of those buyers, they will have an average annual expenditure of so much money. So that's their value per annum, if you will. And then there is, a profit per you know so on so you can either choose a an expenditure per customer or a profit per customer and then you say it creates an EBITDA, right earnings before interest and um, depreciation and yeah. taxes and so on and amortization right EBITDA of so much money you can say that in a single line right it takes maybe 30 seconds or 20 seconds to say it. So even on those very short pitches, it's possible, but it lets the audience understand that you have a firm handle on your finances and it, you know, therefore isn't only about the demo. So one of the other things I'd ask Anne is, you know, how big's my market? Of course. Competitors, right?
3: Competitors, how you're going to um,
1: reach your market. Absolutely. Right. And we should get deep into that. Um, what about foreign investors? That's pretty different than if you're talking to a landsman, right? Absolutely,
3: they're going to be uh, different things that will interest them. Uh, different cultures, different currencies. Uh, how you how the market will perform in mm-hmm.
1: a different if in a different country. Absolutely. Often a competitor well, excuse me, an investor coming from a foreign country, if they're angels or super angels, is essentially looking for appropriate ways to move capital from one country to another. So if you have that kind of investor, it's kind of important to know where they're coming from. What is the purpose here? They want to focus much more, if you will, on not losing the capital than in you know, earning huge volumes of it. Talk about security of the- the capital, you know, your ability to return the money, right? They're not quite so interested in that. You know, two percent shot that you might be a billion dollar industry. They like it, but it's much more about moving capital. So find out what the motivations are, um, whether it's around the security or around the potential. Uh, I would say, you know, what else we have to really talk about is what it's never about. Oh, my pet thieves. Yes. If I
3: hear one more pitch about our exquisitely engineered app,
1: I mean, really, who cares other than the engineers? Totally, totally agree. Exquisitely engineered apps are totally uninteresting unless they disrupt the current process or enable a new one that's critically needed on the planet. You got that, folks? Currently disrupt the process or critically enable a new process that is needed on the planet. Make those connections. Don't dig into why the code is lovely. Truly, nobody gives a rip except for your own engineers. Um, you do want to say that it's stable. That's all fine and well. Uh, but even in a pitch that's not what's important. You can get into that discussion far later. So uh, other things it's not about, your collective experience in the field. I really don't get a, give a rip if 100 people in your office had one year of experience in this industry and collectively you have 100 years. I don't even care if it's only two of you and you have 50 years each. Really, it, you didn't tell me it was iterative. It's all the same bloody stuff. So who cares? Um, I'd like to know what you've accomplished to date, what you expect to accomplish, and how you expect to accomplish it. So you focus on that stuff, not the silly fluff and the stats. Let's take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about kind of what it's always about and the one critical thing that pitchers almost always leave out, except for those who get funded, of course. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back.
2: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. NameJet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access
4: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix,
2: We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
3: Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy and my partner and Jillian Music and I are talking about perfect pitch and we're not talking about singing we're talking about how to create the perfect pitch deck that will make the vcs and the angels swoon and open their checkbooks so jillian the last uh, segment we talked about what your pitch is not about and how to focus on your
1: audiences let's get deep into it now what is a good pitch always about right just like we said in the last segment it's about the money Venture capitalists give you a box of money. They got to get a bigger one back. It's always about the money. Their job is to make money. So let's get on with it. They do that by investing. And if you want to be that investment, you focus on the money. So here's what you focus on. How much you need. That's today. Why you need it and defend it what you're going to do with it, that means what you will accomplish and build with as much, and then how long it's going to last, right? This money is not going to take you to the finish line in all probability. Too many, um, you know, pitchers think that they can get that far or are trying to convince people that they can get that far. In general, if you're pitching, unless it's a series B, C, D, or E, right, you're going to need one more. How long will this take you? And when are you going to need more cash? What will you do with that money, And when are you going to return all this money? How are you going to return all this money? And how much are you going to return? And then go defend it. That will be the conversation you have later. The defending it is the conversation you have later. The images you put up behind you with the stats and whatever, those kind of defend it at the very surface level during your pitch. Expect to have a conversation later. With all of that, the critical thing that pitches always leave out except for those who get funded of course are how you're going to make the money and return it in the time you said you would that brings us to your distribution channel distribution channels answer that question how the hell are you going to sell it i believe the phrase is more startups fail for lack of a distribution system than for lack of money absolutely true. You can take all the money you want and build all those beautiful, exquisitely engineered apps, and you can deploy all kinds of stuff. But if you don't know how to market yourself out of a wet paper bag, you're still not getting funded. So that kind of comes back to my pet peeve, all of these visionaries, the technology visionaries or the industry visionaries who cannot find and work with their executors, people who execute on the vision. You know, they put the team together, they pay the rent, they put the coffee in the coffee pot, and they make sure that you have a distribution channel so somebody goes out and buys the stuff. It's about marketing. It's about sales, about business development in between those things. It's about uh, keeping your customers. It's about uh, customer service, uh, you know, departments that will uh, manage those things. It's about all of the components that go together to get a distribution system out there, not just about logistics, right? Because often a technology company doesn't have logistics. They just deploy it on the web and away we go. Well, you'd better figure out how you're going to reach your customer how you're going to convince your customer of your unique selling proposition? You'd better be absolutely certain that you are solving a desperately needed, uh, you know, problem that your customers have, and you'd better know how to explain it to your customer, or they're not buying. All of those things comprise your distribution system. So, Anne, how about some, you know, if you will, solid distribution systems? How do you look at those things um, to say, yeah, that's a good one, and one that's absolutely like stupidly crazy? Well, the first thing, I think we need to go back and look at the word channel, and this is an
3: old, old term. It's been in marketing and sales development since probably the first caveman sold a stone wheel to Mm -hmm. the first uh, caveman vehicle manufacturer, such as it was (laughs) in those days. The idea is that distribution isn't just putting up ads and selling, distribution is First, who's going to buy your product? What is the most likely path to those people and buyers? That that's your channel. So, in some cases, it might be partnering with some organization that already has those customers in their Marketing. In other cases, it might be going out with a completely new and entertaining way of reaching people. There are just all kinds of ways to do it. But Mm -hmm. the point is, you have to think it through. You have to think it through from a strategic level and, in fact, map it out. You know, if Mm -hmm. X, then Y, then Z, then, you know, we'll have a sale. And without actually thinking through that distribution channel,
1: there is no way to uh, understand how you're going to make money. I totally agree. So it's about partnering, uh, reaching your channel of, or your customer right directly. Uh, you can do it online, offline. You have to know if it's B2B or B2C, of course. In uh, B2B, you can do conferences and events. In B2C, you may be an add-on product or service that goes with somebody else's. So you have a sales team out there. Uh, one of our portfolio companies uh, sells a product that the folks at the Yellow Pages could sell. right? So deploying the entire sales force at the Yellow Pages by making one strategic partnership makes all the sense in the world. It just means you don't have to put all that shoe leather on the ground and it saves you a fortune. And at the same time, of course, you're splitting some of your uh, sales volume, if you will. You have to give a commission to the Yellow Pages folks, but you'd have to do that anyway with your own. So understanding how you're going to get it out there is absolutely critical. All right. As we kind of wrap up here uh, in our second segment, we should talk about, again, uh, the differences between uh, pitching from the stage and pitching in an office. Let's assume that you're pitching in an office now. We had talked a bit about the stage. Um, in an office, it's far more about the discussion. So I still do agree with Guy Kawasaki on that one, Anne. I'd say it really is the 10 slides. Don't feel like, you know, if they've given you an hour that you need to chat for half of it. I would say, again, a couple of slides, show them the demo, and then you might even want to hold the deck right there and ask what they would like to know next. It's possible that you can go through the rest of the slides in which you should cover the serious basics, your the size of your landscape, you know, how many people you could reach and what the dollar volume is today. The next thing would be your competitive landscape. And again, I find people are awful at their competitive landscape. Who was it who said, I don't remember who this was, who said, there are always five bright guys behind you doing what you're doing, and you don't even know who they are. Um, So uh, at one point, I promise I will find out who that is, and then I'll pop that up there on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. If you get over there, um, you know, go hit the like button so we know you've been around or something, and uh, do feel free to ask us any questions you'd like. To have answered here on CEO Coach or tell us who you'd like us to interview. We'll be happy to accommodate if possible. As you look at those things, I'd say go through the deck. You want the problem, the solution, the demonstration, your landscape itself, how much, how large is your market, the competitive landscape, and you'd better figure out who is out there doing what you're doing and how you will disrupt that process or what your unique selling proposition is within it. Just because they're competitors does not mean that you're going to fail it means that there is a sufficient landscape in which you can play and succeed and then finally you want to get to the financials the ask what are you asking for and the um, contact piece so that they can discuss things with you when you've got those basics in place then you can have an open conversation so we should uh, end this with the kinds of slides you should have in your backup. Um, have more backup information around your finances. If you have a three-, four-, or five-year projection, make sure that you have those slides up and ready inside an office, um, in your Excel sheets or whatever it is you use, so that you can go through them fairly quickly. If the VCs are digging in and asking you questions and challenging everything that you're saying, you've won that means it's a you know a column a or column b choice now they're digging in and challenging things it means they're interested if they shake their hand uh, your hand and they smile and send you out the door after your pitch you've lost it doesn't mean they were happy and there were no questions it means they weren't interested there are no questions
3: in other words if you experience engagement you're
1: winning Correct. so isn't the point to go forth and engage them That's right. So ask open-ended questions yourself. Uh, Do your research and find out what they've invested in uh, before. Uh, Make sure you're talking to the right folks. And, of course, know your audience. We're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to share a few hot tips on how to create your perfect pitch deck. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back.
2: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this.
0: at BruceClay.com
2: Conversion Conference the can't miss CRO event of 2016 join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas May 18th and 19th for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. Interact with expert speakers at informal networking events and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, Conversion Conference last year sold out fast and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: And welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Anne Kennedy, and I'm here with my partner, Jillian Music. And today we are talking about how to create the perfect pitch deck that will make those VCs and angels open their checkbooks for you. So, Jillian, what have we told our audience today.
1: Yeah, let's do a quick wrap up here. I'd say a couple of things. The thing about pitch decks is you have to know the audience, whether it's a VC, an angel, a super angel, um, the reason why this person may wish to invest. So know that as best you can. If you're pitching from the stage, spend money on your graphics. Spend money on a speech coach if that's necessary. Uh, Learn to speak declaratively with conviction and power. Cover your numbers quickly. Get rid of the ums and everybody's got an um, no matter what it is. Sometimes it's a so this and so that, and uh, sometimes it's simply uh gee, I'm glad you asked that question, gee, I'm glad you asked that question. Bad news. That takes up precious seconds from a stage. Make sure that you are clear, concise, and you have a commanding control of your numbers. Put notes in your uh, slide deck and make sure that you get those uh, in front of you so that you can read well and you don't have bullets up on your pages instead. What it's never about, your exquisitely engineered app, your collective experience in the field, and other such silly fluff. Ignore those things. And what it's always about is the money, Remember that the VC's job is to make money. They do it by investing. And if you want to be that investment, you better focus on the money. So talk about how much you need now, how long it's going to last, and how much you're going to need later. And then defend your ability to return that capital in ways that make sense to the venture capitalist. Remember that the venture capitalist must explain this to their investors on a regular basis. So you better give them the ammunition to do so. And then finally understand and explain your distribution channels. If you can't explain how you're going to sell the thing, it's not going to sell. It means you haven't thought about it, you haven't designed your uh, launch strategies, you haven't designed your expansion strategies, you don't know how you're going to get to your audience, how you're going to convince them to buy, and you have no idea who else is out there who can help you. So think about things like partnering about direct approach to your um, buying consumers about being online or offline and how they will come together about whether it's a b2c or a b2b audience whether you're going to do this at conferences events whether you're going to connect with other people selling similar products and tack on whatever it is you better understand your distribution channel and with that let's go to some top three tips what do you think and what's your first tip okay the first tip is know your audience yep Absolutely. Know what motivates them to invest in your stuff. Truly. Um, and my my first hot tip, which is number two for us, is focus on the money. I know, that's really a surprise, isn't it, right? Didn't see that one coming. Seriously, folks, I can say this like 100,000 times and I still hear pitch after pitch that talks about the app and the this and the that, you know, and they forget to focus on the money. Make a really good set of financial plans what do you expect to make per year? How are you going to make it each year? How does that incrementally increase over time? What are your expenses? If you can't do it, this is a good time to go hire somebody who can. Right? There are people who do this as you know, kind of virtual CFO work or whatever. They'll do it as an outsource provider. It might cost you a few thousand, but that few thousand is going to get you funded. And Ann, what's the last thing?
3: Engage. Ask open-ended questions. I totally make them
1: think. Make them talk. If you can get your audience talking then they are thinking through the process of your potential investment. And that really is the killer piece. You want to get the discussion flowing. The purpose of the pitch, like any meeting, is to get to the next meeting. So if you get to this pitch and you're able to engage your audience to ask you to continue the conversation now or in the future, you've won. And I think with that we're going to wrap it up here at CEO Coach. That's it for Monday. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page at facebook.com/ceo coach podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so you know we're out there, and tell us what you'd like to hear on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Music with Anne Kennedy. You can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week.
2: are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
4: What's so special about Hero Bread soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?